CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to face2facegames.com. Still not talking about basketball? I mean, these casts are going up on different days. Maybe somebody just has no continuity about your, about your question. And they're thinking, oh, I logged into monodeprived.com today, not even knowing that there was a white cast up yesterday. But assuming we were going to talk about basketball is what you're saying, so we should talk about basketball? I don't want to talk about basketball. Basketball is the worst. Oh, God, I'm, gonna, I'm crying. Does Cleveland have a hockey team? Oh, my God. No. They have, like, a soccer team that's won tons of national titles and national in America. So, <laughs> you know what that means. I mean, I'm crying like Bella after the, the capsize lock right now. She's like, Daddy, I couldn't cast any of my cards. Why did you do that? Why did you Why did you counter all of my cards and then make me pick up all of my... Daddy, I thought you were me. It's going to be so, like, difficult. Like, you know how expensive it's going to be when your therapist bills you for having to learn how to play magic to properly treat your children? This, this is the this is the default game between me and Clark. So Clark's playing with the black control deck because so we're like, attrition, 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 attrition. And then, like, he's just got, like, two removal cards and all my guys are dead. And he'll just go, this is boring. Like, <laughs> put down his cards and want to play something else. Because, like, you know, I think at that age you need to give him, like, Bella's default answer to things is, like, she just wants to play Goblin Guy. She's just like, she's like, why would I do all this stuff? I could just attack you with a Goblin Guy, right? And I'm like, no, Bella, we're learning about other strategies. She's like, well, the Goblin Guy seems like a good strategy. Yeah, I like the strategy where I attack you yeah. starting on turn, on turn one, one. She's and like, every turn there. She's like, Daddy, you know that it has haste and it only costs one mana, right? And I'm like, yes, I know that. She's like... You understand that, like, even if it gives you a card, sometimes you're just going to have to discard. It's not that bad. And I get to see the top card of your library. Like, why don't we just play Goblin Guide decks? She's doing better analysis of Goblin Guide than the entire Magic community she literally, when the card came out. She's like, no, I get to see the top card of your library. I can pick what my next play is. Right? Like, like, if you draw a card, you might just have to discard. What if you don't have a play? Like, and then... <laughs> So I was telling Pat Sullivan this. She's like, she's like, why are you giving me these stupid blue decks? She obviously understands how to play Magic. You know what the sad, sad answer? It's a really sad answer. I don't own a set of Goblin Guides. I, I've all, I, I, it's weird because I've won a ton of money playing Goblin Guides. I, I, I've, I have Goblin Guides at the you have office. Extra Goblin Guides. Whatever. Like, what am I going to do with them? I don't know, but I play them in Legacy all I'll the time. Give, I'll, so I'll get, I'll get I guess I always borrow them. We'll, we'll, we'll meet next at the office and yeah. we'll rummage for Goblin Guides. So, yes, yeah, I, 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 I want to get her literally the road she, of attacking. She literally said to me last week, she's like, okay, these blue and black decks are nice, but can you make a fast red deck instead? <laughs> So uh, I like this. She literally like almost everything we discussed about magic. She's like, I don't see why I wouldn't just be attacking with a goblin. <laughs> That's okay. Nice. Yeah, she's obsessed with goblin guy. So fittingly, we're going to talk about blue cards. <laughs> why doesn't she love mana leak more? I <laughs> I give her mana leak. Yeah. She understood Reman. She's like, this card is awesome. Right, she like, but, but, but but again, she has a little bit of velocity there. She's drawing a card. She's frustrating her opponent. Oh, no, she understands, like, Aether Adepting things. Yeah. But uh, uh, what she doesn't like is, like, the, the She just doesn't like those first two turns where she does nothing. Does she? I mean, she can remand you. Or, uh, she can just repeal your thing. Uh, sure. she, she knows how to do that. But the thing that's bad is, like, the black blue deck is all 187s. She give, give her hoodwinks. Hoodwinks? So she can hit people's land on turn two. Yeah. She can bounce their land. I was going to give her boomerangs. Yeah, you should give her boomerangs then. Yeah, just so she can be, like, on turn so, two, on the on the play, bounce their first I, I wanted. Out. I mean, my idea in making this blue deck for her was to... 
to make a soul-crushing deck that would make the kid on the other. So, so here's the thing: Boomerang will do that. The kids at school don't believe that, like you know, I'm an expert magic player or whatever. They're like, your dad isn't isn't to know about magic. We know about magic. So I not only wanted to make. So they, they all have like forum accounts. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I not only wanted to make decks that would crush the spirits of these children, but also decks that made tokens so that my kids would always make my Flora's tokens. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, I'm a I'm a petty per. I mean, <laughs> I'm metagaming against like seven year olds you're now. Seven year olds. No, they're trolling me. I'm just crushing them. All right, die, seven year old, die. Well, I mean, in spirit. Right. How many seven year olds does it take to destroy a mic? Like you, it's like that theoretical. Like you're locked in a tournament room yeah. with a hundred seven year olds. How, How many, many does can it take? Defeat? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, apparently when, I, when I'm trying to train my son to play, he's like, I just want to do something. What? what? And he just like, shows me his handful of like tendrils of corruption. He's like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> he's like, play a land, I guess. Go. And I'm like, no, this is what you do in magic. You play land, and then you look at your opponent, and then he makes a play, and then you crush his play, and then you play another land. And you think for a minute, and then sometimes you draw extra cards. He's just like, he won't. The other thing is he doesn't like to cast Sign and Blood because he takes damage. Oh, sure. He, like, hates it. He'll only cast Sign and Blood if he, like, corrupts you first. So he's, sure. like, at 26. So he's over 20? He's like, all right, now I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, so. you got to work on him a little bit. you got to work on him. Bella seems like yeah, she's other going one, down the right path. The other one is literally, like, you know she, she like, personally invented atheism at age five, right? She, yeah, I did. I was yeah, sorry. Yeah. But she's just like, Daddy, she said, tagging with Goblin Guide is better than these things that you want to do. But they don't understand suspend yet. Neither. Sure, it's it's a it's a different way. Have you given them planeswalkers? No, Bella understands planeswalkers. Oh. She plays. Oh, she broke Jace, right? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, why aren't you playing Jace? Yeah, like um, yeah, she was like five at the time. Yeah. Like, uh, All right. Okay. Blue. Let's talk about speaking of blue cards. Airy worshippers. Three U for an uncommon two four inspired. Human cleric. Whenever Airy Worshippers comes on tap, you may pay to you, and if you do, put a two-two blue bird enchantment creature token flying onto the battlefield. This is so much better than Great Heart. <laughs> it is. It is much better than Great Heart. Arbiter of the idea. We we believe like this one, right? We did. We did like this card. Uh, four UU flying four five inspired. Whenever it becomes on tap, reveal the top card of your library. If it's an artifact, creature, or land, you may put it onto the battlefield with a manifestation counter on it. That permanent is enchanted. This is just like if you ever untap with this, it's just like a tinker. It's it seems insane, and especially in a format where you have to scry. That's what I was thinking. I mean, so, so we can't save this fast enough, right? Yeah, it, the the thing is like it's probably just pretty good a lot of the time. So what if you made like a tap out blue control deck that wasn't based on like spells? It was just all good permanence, right? Like oh I don't know, good permanence like Night Veil, Specter, Thassa, etc. And then or I mean even Detention Sphere, like everything's perms, so it always hits. Right? Is that so bad if you don't have spells? No. No. It's actually perfectly fine. It's actually fine. Like you don't need to have spells. I mean, this is a, this is a, a lot to ask for a top end of a deck like that. Right? I think that you're going to go to Prognostic Sphinx before you go to this. That's the... Sure, but, I mean, you can also get this into... I, I, I think that uh, Springleaf Drum yeah. is, a, is a real game changer. Like, if you're playing a deck that... I has, think has, about Springleaf Drum and Mono Blue Devotion. It might be... It, it's, you're just going to be able to, like, jump the curve 
that might be awesome in that kind of a deck. Yeah, and... If only I played those kind of decks. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is just, a, just kind of a potentially reconstruct. I mean, I mean, even if you get to do stuff like... Can you imagine, like, Triton's tacticsing this guy? No. Or, no, you can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I actually have an important question. Um, in the Grand Prix that you covered last week, Matt Sperling ran the Swiss with a mono-black control deck, right? Yes. Why does the mono-black control deck play Temple of Silence instead of Temple of... Um, Deceit? Yeah. Or, I mean, like, why doesn't it play six? I don't know. I don't know. But why, I, I don't understand why it plays Temple of Silence, because, like, if you think about natural pairings, right... Temple of Deceit is is better... If, so the, the, the natural pairings are against other black decks and against blue decks, right? Right. You could actually just, like, Night Veil Spectre them and have a Temple of Deceit and then, I don't know, cast their card with your Night Veil Spectre, which seems attractive to me. Right. Versus... Maybe, 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 we're just, maybe the people were assuming that they want the white for the same reason. What white spell do you want to cast? Last Breath, which is a pretty popular card all of a sudden. Oh. I don't know. No, the decks that have last breath have nothing to last breath. Right. What are you going to last breath there? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I I don't know the answer to the question. Right. I, I, if it were me, I would probably play the other temple or um, well, play more point, than four. At, at some point, playing more than four, though, it's, it's like you really want like to play your connections on turn three. You want to play your rat on two. You know, you want your thought sees on one. I'm blow your mind. If you're only going to play four, why not play two and two? And then... You get to your connections. I, like, I get, actually like two and two because it's harder to find needle. Yeah, that's exactly my point. I actually agree with you completely on that. No, I understand. And then if you had an arbiter of the ideal, you could put that land into play. And then scry so that your next arbiter of the ideal would hit. Yeah. Something oh, sweet. Oh yeah. It is sweet. Okay. Uh, so we've said archetype of imagination. We've talked about this card a couple times. Now that you've had a little time to think about it, can you ever see playing this card in constructed? Yeah. Is a is a Mental Magic Constructed Format? <laughs> no. I also can't think of playing it in Mental Magic, so... Common answer. Right, so, so you can't see Nick missing this in the mirror to fly your... What kind creatures? of mirror are we Mon talking Blue Devotion. I mean, so how much does it cost? Six. six? I've got six and I can't go to seven for a, for a uh, Cyclonic Rift Overload. That seems way better in the it mirror. Does, it does seem way better. Unless, unless my plan is Arbiter of the Ideal, in which case I maybe I don't want to play spells. Right. But if that's the case, why don't I just summon Arbiter? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I think we were stretching to, to get this to playable when we were talking earlier. I'm fine deleting it. Okay, I will delete it. Uh, chorus of the Tides. So what is this, like a birdfish face? It's a birdfish face. That's actually the creature. It's a siren. Uh, three U. Uh... Heroic, whenever you cast a spell that targets Chorus of the Tide, scry one, and it's a 3-2 flyer. This card's going to be sweet and constructed. I mean, in limited, but it's never going to get played in constructed. So we can at three, at, how big would they have had to make Chorus of the Tides for it to be playable? At 3-4, is it playable? At 3-4, I would consider it. You think about it at 3-4, right? Yeah. So, but not at 3-3. Three, three. No. Okay, how about at 4-4? Four, four? How about at 2-4? At 2-4? Two, 2-4 four. Two, four, fly. 2-4 fly. That's an awkward casting cost. I don't, I mean, I, don't, I mean an awkward size. I don't, I don't, they, they, they make 2-4 flyers for, for U3? Spall is my uh, golem. Oh. That's why I said it. Yeah. I mean, when I played Spire Golem, it was zero, yeah. not, not four. <laughs> like, I don't know what it says, but I don't even know what it's casting cost. I think it's six, right? Or four. We never, ca we never spent yeah. the damn mana yeah, on that card. All right. 
Uh, I don't know, six, right? So you play three islands and you just tap out for it on turn right, three. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, yeah. How is that a good idea? It was, I mean, it was fine, though, in that deck, right? Yeah. The cards were signed. No, it's a good card. I mean, yeah. I just remember it being cheaper than four mana. Well, at four, at four islands, you get to play it for two and then have two mana. Yeah, it was. And that deck was basically Bella's. Bella's like, it was all like remands and cryptic commands and re repeals. All right. So we're going to delete cards right. Crypsis. One you instant. Target creature you control gains protection from creatures your opponents control until end of turn. Untap it. So you're basically spending a card to get an inspired trigger? You get an inspired trigger, you also get uh, a combat trick. I mean, this is probably uh, a mid-pack mid pick that always makes your deck in sure. your colors, but sure. probably not a, a high, high, high constructed card. No, no, well, that's the question. Is yeah. it constructable at all? It's only against creatures, right? Right, target creature you control against protection from creatures your opponent can control. But not their spells. Yes, yeah, not. So you could block anything. And untap. And untap and maybe get a trigger. So, I mean, maybe you can untap. So it's also an inspired. Right. So, so for example, if you did that to your arbiter of the ideal, yeah. you would actually get, like, a spell. And you just, I mean, based on the poor construction of your deck, it sounds like you're just going to reveal a Crypsis. <laughs> I, I don't or, think, or a Springleaf Trout. I don't think... Oh. <laughs> I don't think this is likely to be saved. Okay. Uh, Deepwater Hypnotist. One you for a 2-1 creature, Merfolk Wizard. Inspired. Whenever Deepwater Hypnotist becomes untapped, target creature and opponent controls gets minus three and minus zero target trigger. How come Christopher Moeller only has one color of crayon? <laughs> it's deep underwater. Oh, okay. It's deep water. So it's a 2-1 for a 2, and it has actually an interesting ability, like, for racing? Yeah. I actually don't think that you can delete this one. Oh, really? I mean, is there a standard Merfolk deck? I don't know. Probably not. I guess you delete it. I mean, it's way worse than all the lords. So if you could turn. figure out some sort of blue aggro deck, you would play this. And when you put it like that, it sounds kind of like a far-fetched story. What about a white blue aggro I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, how much better Tidebinder Mage is. <laughs> like, instead of just giving it minus three once, I could just tap it forever. Like, would this card be more playable if it said you, you? I mean, I don't think it actually does anything if you make it you, you, but that does help the devotion. And instead of, like, now that I think about it, if it bounced the creature instead, I'm still not sure that I would play it. Alright, so we can delete that. So I went from you can't <laughs> delete this to you can't possibly play this crap in 30 seconds. Uh, I got a card I think you'll you'll play in Constructed. Divination. I mean, yeah, Souls. You already played this I card. I already played this card. I've actually only played Divination in one tournament in real life tournament in my lifetime, and I qualified for the Pro Tour. Uh, Eternity Snare. Uh, this is a... Uh, this is a reprint, 5U, Enchant Creature, when Eternity Snare enters the battlefield, draw a card, Enchanted Creature, doesn't untap, turns controllers, untap stack. How is this card not cost, like, three? Did you get to draw a card? Yeah, at, at UU1, I think the card is probably not playable in Constructed. Yeah. I, I mean, actually, it mm, it's probably playable in Constructed as Fringe at UU1. Right, this, this is a card in Limited, by the way, yeah. that you disregard entirely early on. You're like, yes. I'm not going to play pay six for this card. And then you play against some, like, just kind of, like, titan of the game, and you play some slow, grindy match when you think you're just going to win, 
and then they're just like they just start playing like this on your guys oh, and playing seven drop artifact creatures. I can just imagine the week that Ben Stark slash Huey decides that they're gonna invent Eternity Snares. <laughs> like, oh, of course we are always playing Eternity Snares. So I, I was in my mind comparing it to Hobble. You know, Hobble like white and two. Yeah. If a creature's black, it can't attack. If it's but any creature can't block. Right. Right. Or is that the opposite? I don't. Yeah. Whatever it is, and that card was like. Fringe playable and block. Yeah, draw a card. And it had draw a card. I don't think at UU one this card would have been remotely knocking down the doors. Yeah, no, no. This is this is the uh, evanescent intellect. Great name. Pretty piece of artwork. U for an enchantment or enchant creature. Enchanted creature has one U. Tap target player. Puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Faded infatuation. My favorite piece of art in the whole set. I mean, Winona and Nelson also only has one color of crayon. Yeah, I love I love this piece of art. I think it's some of the best storytelling in a single panel. But uh, my favorite piece of storytelling in a single panel is Quentin Hoover's regeneration. Yeah, okay. he's growing back his I, arm. I just meant in this set. I meant in, but he goes back his yeah. arm. So yeah. you should. So Canada, you should go back and look at Quentin Hoover's regeneration. Okay. So what, what do you think about this card? You 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 instant. Put a token onto the battlefield. It's a copy of target creature you control. Yeah. So you already need to be playing creatures. If it's your turn, scry two. I think it's a good card. This card's sweet. Yeah. I mean, you could just like copy your master ways. Oh, I mean, I was thinking about something more expensive and less spectacular than what you just said. And then you still have, you know, potentially counterspell mana. I mean, what you can also do is imagine your, your, your situation also where your opponent's like, okay, revoke existence your Thassa. Yeah. Pew! Make a copy of my Thassa, sacrifice my old Thassa to the legend. I like it. Yeah, I, I think this card's very good. It's definitely a good card. Uh, Flutter Step Eidolon. Uh, one U for a 1-1. One, one. Flutter Step Eidolon can't be blocked. Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one, and can't be blocked, but it bestows six, five in so, U. I was thinking, like, oh, man, this is just, like, Invisible Stalker, which is an awesome creature. I'm like, oh, it doesn't have hexproof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it, what if it just also gave hexproof? <laughs> then people would be up in arms. Would, would that card be Busto if it, if it had hexproof? If it had hexproof. If it was just a strictly better Invisible yeah. Stalker? Invisible Stalker, was, no one would ever bestow this. It costs six. Yeah. No, you wouldn't bestow, you don't see a situation where you would ever bestow this on your Geist of St. Traft. Yeah, obviously I would. But I'm willing to pay seven mana for my Rathagon. Shut up. Uh, Floodtide Serpent. This looks like a penis coming out of the ocean. Uh, True or false? Uh, decidedly false? It's just like but, a giant, weird-looking penis. Uh, for you, for a serpent, flooded serpent can't attack unless you return an enchantment you control to its owner's hand. 4-4. Four, four. At UU2, this card would be unplayable. Yeah. At U3, this card would be unplayable. I'm trying to, are there any enchantments that you want to, like, that give you a benefit from playing them? Yeah, I guess sure. It, I guess you know what this does? This one, in limited, this card will let you reset your heroic triggers. That's cool. That's cool. It's a giant penis. All right, stop. No, seriously. Stop. But like a whale's penis, not like a person's penis, or like a dog, maybe. You always, you always have to take things to such a dark place. Have you ever seen a dog's penis? That's what it looks like. Kraken. I mean, not with the arms. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> but like, you have to use some imagination, Brian. Yeah. You're a 
creative person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Kraken of the streets. What do you guys think of Canada? Five UU for a creature Kraken, 6-6. Six, six. Creatures with power less than the number of islands you control can't block Kraken of the streets. And no one will block Kraken of the Straits because he's never going to be in play. <laughs> yeah. Miletus um, Astronomy. Oh, I don't want to talk about this card. It's too boring. Yeah. Agree, I mean, right? I mean, I guess, like, the only, the only, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what you're, what enchantment you're putting on this guy, but, like, I could see, like, some kind of engine where you're trying to, like, continue to find enchantments. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, That's yeah. a playable strategy. Yeah, well, I mean, it isn't an enchantress stack for sure, right? Mm. So, like, what, what, what if for a moment you were playing this in some sort of legacy format? Okay. And you have this in play and uh, some sort of enchantress. So suddenly, when every time you played a an aura, this would get you theoretically get you two cards. You get the heroic trigger, and then you get. Yeah, the enchantress trigger. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think that I don't think that deck exists. But I could see a it's situation. not even the right colors. I understand. Why not? Because the enchantress decks are green. They're green, blue, white. They're like green, white. Green, blue, white. What blue cards? Words do they of wind. Have? Okay, they have a words of wind. Do they even have that? Don't they have like wheel of no sun idea. and moon now? I have no idea. I could. I'm just saying. I'm gonna deck you with Wheel of Sun and Moon. Just, That's I'm, what you get. I'm just telling you. That I could. See, I could see a situation where this card was played. Is that even how Wheel of Sun and Moon works? No. Mind Reaver is the card that I really wanted to skip because it also is a blue creature with heroic. I mean, now, William, my, I, I think Miletus Astronomer is potentially viable at some point in the past or future. I don't have to save it, but I just want it on the record that I, I think this card is potentially... Okay. Like, again, picture this in a deck with uh, Core Spirit Dancer. Oh yeah, because Core Spirit Dancer was such a playable strategy. But it was a playable strategy. We just, we just saw that deck... Go crazy! We we saw Reed Duke tear through the World Championships with that card. Yeah, he was playing like an aggro. You're talking about like a grindy course for your transfer game. No, I'm not. I'm talking. I'm I'm just saying like I could see some situation where there was a card. Let's just say in the next set there was a card that had a similar effect to course spirit dancer. And suddenly you have Miletus Astronomer, you have Hero of Iros, and this like functional reprint of course spirit dancer. Okay. Like suddenly this card is really good. Yes. Because you have so many enchantments. Because you're going to have so many enchantments, and each enchantment is going to yield you two cards. Okay. I don't know. I can't I can't say, okay, I'll take it back. <laughs> you can save it if you want. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. I'm speculating. I'm going deep. This is my uncommon pick. This is like that time I thought about paying $40 for coughs. Thank God I did not do that. Oh, this is an uncommon. This is like the time Steve made $40 for Vampire Hex Agents. Wait, wait, what? No, where Steve, Steve, uh, Steve and I were talking and we figured out like the Vampire Hex Mage Dark Depth strategy. Yeah. Really early, like before the set was, uh, before like the well set was even out. No, even before, like, like the week of the pre-release, we're like, I was like, Steve, I think this is like a real deck, and that you could play this at the pro tour. And he's like, oh man. And he didn't, Vampire, he just bought some store out of Vampire Hex Mages at 50 cents a piece, yeah. but they were uncommon. <laughs> it was rare, but he was getting some steel. So, and Steve still has a stick. <laughs> 
<laughs> like a vampire. He could tip Dorman with vampire hex mages from here until 2016. Damn, that would have been cool, right? Well, the Dorman would not be happy with it. <laughs> like, this is uncommon, you cheap bastard. Like, what is this? That's like a nickel, basically. <laughs> is this legal in any format? It's not that anyone would play. Uh, my griever. So this is the card you just want to skip. Uh, I'm fine skipping my griever. Uh, nullify. You, you, counter-target creature or aura spell. I'd play that. It's, like, better in some ways than a remove soul, right? If you, The second blue is not prohibitive to you. Right. It also counters gods. Although, I guess gods are creatures, right? Yeah. So you could counter... No, I was thinking as an aura. Sure. Actually, gods are not auras, so that, was, that didn't make any sense, even though it was still a true statement. Right. But it also lets you counter, um, like, a... Uh, what's the... Armadillo clock. Yeah. You know, or something like that. But you still have to keep um, it's fine. I think it's a I think it's a playable card. Sure. Uh, Nyxborn Triton. To you, two, three. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus three, bestow for you. Yeah. I kind of like the art, though. Yeah, the art's really sweet. Uh, Oracle's Insight. I I gotta tell you, I love this card. But I'm, I'm not gonna play it in Constructed. But, man, I can't wait for my dirtily do-nothing limited deck that has this. Like, can you imagine this where you're just like, like, okay. Are you really asking if I can imagine dirtling with this? Because yeah. this is not a hard thing to imagine. And so, now imagine getting this on an inspired creature. So I, I was actually more thinking like, oh, three U, and it says enchant creature. Enchant creature has scry one, then draw a tap, card. Tap, yeah, tap, scry one, then draw a card. So it's like, oh man, well, what if it didn't, what, what if it wasn't enchantment? What if you just cast it? Like, oh, let's see, scry one and draw a card. No, that's not good. Well, maybe how about scrying one and then drawing two cards? Wait a minute, what about scrying two and then drawing two cards? Yeah, I'd play that. Oh wait, I have. <laughs> It's 4C. <laughs> but in limited, this card's going to be just... I, I will probably... Like, I'm going to play... Tomorrow's my play. I'm going to play... I haven't played any Born of the Gods yet. And if this card is in my opening pack, it is going to be my first overall pick. Speaking of playing Magic the Gathering. Yes. Is there a cube right now? Yeah. How For how long? I don't know. Until, probably until Wednesday. I haven't played any. I didn't even realize there was cube. Yeah. It's not a powered cube, but it's cube. I like any cube. Yeah. So, all right, Did somebody win a, win, win a Pro Tour invite by cubing? I have no idea. I heard a rumor that somebody won like a cube Pro Tour qualifier. Nice. Is this a possible thing? It's, it's entirely possible. I've, I've really not paid a ton of attention to anything that wasn't directly pointing towards Born of the Gods right now. Uh, but I'm excited about Oracle's Inside Unlimited. I will probably first pick. This will probably be the first card I pick in Born of the Gods Therostrip. Brian, I don't think this is probably a first pick quality card. Oh my god, I'm so excited about this card. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't play it, but like, it's not a 4C. And even a 4C is a controversial first pick. Not for me. I mean, I took it over that Inferno Titan and John said I was wrong, even though I smashed the guy. All right, Perplexing Chimera uh, for you, for a 3-3 Chimera enchantment creature. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may exchange control of Perplexing Chimera and that spell. If you do, you may choose new targets for that spell. Wow, this card has the potential to be so cool next. <laughs> uh, what, if, if you were going to get screwed by Perplexing Chimera, wouldn't you just not play the spell? Well, that's... An ability. I mean, that's something. 
You gain control of a spell. Like, what spell is it exactly that you exchange control of your 3-3 with a lot of text? Uh, retraction Helix. Ooh, it costs one. I like it. Until end of turn, target creature gains tap, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. What a weird card. So it's just like a, a weird codependent boomerang. Well... What it is is, I mean, it's it's a really interesting card in the sense of like the inspired mechanic and limited. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm gonna slow you down. At the end of the turn, I'm gonna slow you down. I'm gonna bounce your your guy that you just tapped out for, and then I'm gonna untap. Like, the question is whether the inspired untap is worth a card. I mean, I guess just being able to bounce there. No, no, the bouncing is cool. It's, it's worth an uncommon. So you actually kind of get like a little more than a card. It's any this. permanent. It's not just a creature. Right. You can bounce their land. You, can... you can't bounce their land. Especially non oh, non-land land permanent. permanent. Yeah. Why? It's Busto if you can bounce their land? <laughs> it's like two cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was stupid. It's your fault, this, Eric Lauer. But this card's kind of interesting. I don't think you'd ever play this in... I liked it because it cost one. It was an instant. I was really excited for a second. Yeah, you now you're it was like a common, and you're like, oh. because it's crap. Preordain was a common. Yeah, but I mean, would you ever play this card in constructed? It's worse than like any kind of unsummon because you have to have a creature. Well, it's, it's not worse. Again, the idea is that I think you have to have inspired. Oh, yeah, cards. yeah, but if I'm playing inspired cards, I'm not playing cards like this. Am I? Well, what about your, like, Pain Seer? I mean, if I'm playing Pain Seer, I'm probably just playing it like a black-red beatdown deck. Okay. I, I think you could main deck Pain Seer in a deck that was, like, sure. one mana bolts. All right. Siren of the Fanged Coast. Three UU. Flying. Tribute three. One one. When Siren of the Fanged Coast enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't paid, gain control of target creature. It's just a... Oh. 4-4 four, four, fire for 5? Yes. It's just an air elemental? Yes. That sometimes doesn't air elemental up? So, let me ask you a question. I'm trying let's, to figure let's out... Say you I'm trying to figure out some do... Like, the thing the thing that you want with the tribute cards is oh. you want a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Yeah, but there's relatively there isn't few. There are So, like, let's say I don't... Ha let's say... Let's say uh, I don't have a guy, and your only guy is Siren of the Fang Coast, and you cast him, like, alright, I don't pay tribute. Correct. Congratulations on your 1-1 flyer that gained control of itself. <laughs> it's just... Why did they think this was a good card to make? I guess it's an intro... People like the Punisher mechanic. People enjoy playing with it. Yeah, but this particular card level. is crappy. Uh, yeah, it's not very good. I'm not going to get destroyed by this card, I don't No, think. I don't think you will. Okay. Disciple... A Sphinx's Disciple. 3-U-U flying. 2-2. Two, two. So, 2-2 two, two flyer for 5. Inspired whenever Sphinx's Disciple becomes on tap, draw a card. What, what casting cost does it have to be for you to play? 3? I was thinking 3. And 3, it's a fringe card. What? It's a fringe card at 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your first draw is like turn 5. Uh, Stratus Walk. 1-U. Enchantment Aura. Enchant Creature. When Stratus Walk enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted creature has flying. Enchanted creature can block only creatures with flying. Mm, poopy. Poopy, but kind of interesting in the, like, if there's a blue-white heroic deck. Like, it's just... I like, guess you don't care about blocking. You don't really care about blocking. Just, like, this is like a spectral flight for the blue-white heroic deck. Because you get to draw a card, you get a plus one, plus one counter at least. Like, if you put this on a So you're, you're, you're equating plus two, plus two with not being able to block and drawing a card, I guess? Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm saying, again, you have a heroic trick. I think that even as a in a heroic deck, I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to 
point you back here to the latest astronomer. That's two cards. <laughs> Maybe. So, I, so I'm mixing these two cards. You're like, oh, Brian will win the Pro Tour with like the Miletus astronomer. <laughs> uh, Sudden Storm. People seem excited about this card. I mean, obviously this card's really good and limited. Through you, instant tap up to two target creatures. Those creatures don't untap during their controllers. Next untap step, scry one. I mean, this is just Frost Breath with Scry. Yeah, you ever gonna, you're never going to play this. No, it's four mana? Yeah. You kill all the creatures for that much. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but, but, I mean, a fine, a fine limited card. I'd probably pick this ahead of the other blue card. Actually, I've lied. Scry one, tap your guys. I love it. Okay. It's uh, not a construction card. So, Thousand's Rebuff, obviously, is a playable card. It's a... Uh, Seems to be some question about how good it, it actually is, or like whether or not. I mean, it's I think you've made you've certainly made the point that the mono blue devotion decks don't actually play any counter spells. No, but they they could. And they sideboard them a, into them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's comparable to a negate, right? Right. I mean, Steve thought it was overrated, but yeah, yeah, and he said, but his condition was that it's he doesn't like unified well. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Shromokratos. 5UU for a legendary creature, Kraken. It has hexproof unless it's doing something. <laughs> something being defined as attacking or blocking. So it is, you can't Azorius charm this unless it's attacking or blocking. Uh, Democratus can't be blocked unless all creatures defending player controls blocking. 8-8. So they used a rare slot for this card, and it has terrible artwork. And it's also just terrible. It's, it is terrible. I hope no new players buy Born of the Gods, because then they will just quit. Uh, <laughs> this was my rare! I mean, it's an exciting, probably an exciting card to open up if, you start, if you're just starting playing. Really? Yeah, I mean, you're going to get to seven mana. The games are going to go long. Uh, Vortex Element. This is the kind of card that you probably think is overpowered. And you're like... Oh, this is Lord of the Pit? Around your kitchen Oh table. my god, Lord of the Pit. That... No one would even play it because we were too yeah. scared. It was too powerful. Uh, Vortex Elemental. You, front O1, Creature Elemental. You put Vortex Elemental on each creature blocking or blocked by it on top of their owner's libraries, and those players shuffle their libraries. Uh, three UU, target creature blocks Vortex Elemental this turn. TLDR. That is... That is actually what that card says it's tldr it's it actually like so cost you and then it's u u u three for tldr <laughs> tldr okay and then finally, if i miss this one oh well because tldr <laughs> finally blue wellman two u u we talked about this card return all creatures to their own hands except for krakens leviathans octopuses and serpents let's just go to black let's just plow through you're not gonna. I'm, I am neither. We did, we did not save a lot of blue cards. Uh, um, I, I think we saved six blue cards and one of them. So Arbiter of the Ideal, I like it. I mean, not sure that it's even gonna get played. It's expensive. One of them's a reprint. One of them's divination. Divination. One of them. No, that's a good card. That'll yeah. see some. Faded infatuation is a card. I, I really like this card a lot, actually. Uh, Wait, Melissa, it's not even a card. I was, 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 I've, I've, I've done a long, long range save on Melita's astronomer. players paid a man millions of dollars to draft 
Anthony Bennett first. That is the stretch that you're making with Melita's astronomer. I'm taking it. This is my this is my this is my long range play. Okay. Like two years from now, I'm gonna be like, Mike, didn't I say during the Born of the Gods preview show that Melita's astronomer would be played as a one of in somebody's sideboard in the top sixteen of a Grand Prix? And I was like, Brian, I'd answer your question, but that would require looking something up. <laughs> Uh, and then like Clubby would be like, oh no, I'll look up for you. Nullify would think, yeah, yeah, I think it's playable. Fine, reasonable card. Faust's uh, rebuff, playable. reasonable, and that, that's it for blue. This is yeah, so two cards, so two fringe counter spells, and a reprint draw two are the extent of, of blue. Well, blue does not look great for this. I mean, Arbiter of the if it gets in play, seems like it should oh, be yeah, a it's house. And again, you can get it into play on turn five with Springleaf Drum. Like you can cheat it up. Well, I don't know. Card. Maybe, maybe is that the best blue card? No, the best blue card is divination. I actually, I actually think faded infatuation might just be really better. Good. Which one's going to win more money this year? Divination. Okay, so divination's better. Yeah. Blue is a sorry, sorry color. Yeah, Let's see if black can do better. It's just right. plow through black. Well, no, plow through. There's not enough days of the week to okay. give each color a. It's okay. Uh, archetype of finality. 4 UU for an enchantment creature Gorgon. 2-3. Creatures you control have death touch. Creatures your opponents control have death touch. Lose death touch and can't have or gain death touch. If this card costs blue, black, black, 1, I would question its playability. At 6, let's keep going. Uh, Ashiok's Adept. 2-B uh, two, two for a 1-3. A little overcosted for Becker's Tastes. A heroic, whenever you cast a spell that targets Ashiok's Adept, each opponent discards a card. You know, this is the kind of card where if you're in the wrong spot, it will just make you be depleted of cards in hand. I mean, I don't know what decisions you have to make in your life to get into that spot. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, you know, tor Tormented Hero, Agent of Fates, and this. I mean, Tormented Hero is a playable card. Yeah, and so is it. I mean, Agent of Fates look good in, in, in the Grand Prix. So we'll, we'll play it with, uh, what's the name of that? Yeah, maybe it's a sideboardable card. What's the name of that bestow, like bestow black guy that you like? Night Howler? Yeah. Yeah, well, Night Howler's... That's just too expensive. You're not, we're not going to save this guy. What the hell are we're we just, talking we're about? Just, <laughs> we're just like, it's, you know what it is? It's like almost closing time and we're getting desperate. <laughs> it's just we're no just, blue. That's blue. Blue really, we're like, oh man, I am going home with a blue card. Like, I am totally going home with a blue card. And then we're just like talking about like first picking like or enchantments that tap and scry and terrible. copying creatures. And, oh, no, the copying creatures is okay. It's all right. All right, Exfixia, that's, a, that's an aggressive name. Uh, one BB for a sorcery, destroy target, untapped creature. Just garbage. Yeah, it's just worse than it's murder. It's not even playable. Worse than murder, worse than hero's downfall, but much more affordable, I comment. <laughs> wow. Let's keep going. Uh, so... Mild Blight, highly playable card. We've talked about this card a lot already. It's like an all-star card. Yeah, Bioblade is a card that I think a lot of people expect to change the, the standard form. Cannot attack with two Mutavolts into black decks anymore. Yeah, um, target creature and all of the creatures with the same name as that creature get minus three, minus three until end of turn. Instant. Look at how much better black decks are against like Elsbeth decks now, right? Yeah. For BB, they answer all the tokens, and you probably just get your beater in to kill their Elsbeth. 
So like Elsbeth's whole goal in life is to hide behind sorcery as well. It accumulates yep. loyalty. Can't. I mean, it's not you can't. It's just easier for black decks to react sure. to that. Also, a huge tool for black decks against Assemble Legion. Yeah. Assemble Legion was one just of the so huge. Big turn. Yeah, that's like one of their big problems in life is getting attacked for nine or something. Right, and then, and just also just really good in the mirror against. Pack rats. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously. You're not gonna play your pack rat. How much are pack rats? What do you mean? How many dollars? I have no idea. I have no idea how much cards you play. It's like maybe I should have gotten them before they became the most popular threat, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I think I think they probably have gotten a little bit worse maybe with the set, but I'm not sure. Um, so Bioblade's a, a save. Black Oak of Adunos. A tree Two, folk. Yeah, oh, a tree folk. So we know that Chris Calcano's paying attention here. Yeah. He loves it. Is this a Duran good or a Duran bad? So it's 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 got Duran mana cost and right. Duran power and toughness. So it's 2B for an 05. This probably attacks with the power equal to its toughness, right? right. And it's black. Tap another untapped creature you control. Black gets plus one, plus one Just for good measure. Defender. <laughs> Sorry. They, really, they should have put Defender below that. Just as a rubbing. Defender. I was like really excited for this card for a second. Then I was like, oh yeah. This is the worst. Uh, so we have Champion of Stray Souls, Black Genesis. Black, yeah. Uh, do you still love Black Genesis as much as we did last time? No, I don't think we do. I mean, <laughs> it's Black Genesis. It's, Black Gen I would, it's got I will, the Invisible Touch. Black Genesis has got the Invisible Touch. I will certainly play this card in, in Commander. In Dex. In, in Commander. I don't see this card being... I, I don't know. You like this card. I think I changed my mind. You want me to save it? I don't, so let's, let's go over the stats again. Six for a 4-4. Four, four. Right. All right, this is not looking good. It's a 3-BB, sacrifice X other creatures, return X target creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's a very, very powerful... Yeah, but this guy's got to be in play. He's got to be in play. You have to have other creatures in play because you can't sacrifice him. But if you have anything that's generating any types of tokens, you're able to do... You know, you're able to... Do something a little powerful. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. Uh, five BB, Patar Champion of Stray Souls, on top of your library from your graveyard. But I was thinking, like, what kind of black decks have a lot of guys in play? And I'm just thinking, like, the rat tokens. Right. They don't even work that way. Right. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to play this card in Commander. I'm sorry, sure. Black Genesis. On further reflection, delete. Okay. Uh, claim of Erebus. 1B, so this is a cycle of, of oh, no, auras that we've seen. Uh, we don't love them. Uh, a common enchant creature. Enchanted creature has 1B tap. Target player loses two life. We'll just move on to a card we really both... We oh, both Drown in Sorrow. One of the, another one of the big cards. Uh, it's just a better infest. Infest with Scry. Yeah, infest with Scry 1. Uh, all creatures get minus 2, minus 2 until I turn Scry 1. This card's just terrific. Eater of Hope, cost seven. Uh, I mean, just no, 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 no. Bunch of text. Yeah. I gouge. Just another card. I think that's uh, interesting. Uh, another card that I would you play? Will you play this card against a mutable? It's a Cyclops, right? Yeah. 
I mean, if you, you, ask, you, you're, you ask me if my opponent's attacking me with a Mutavolt and I have a one mana response to it, would do you, I kill their Mutavolt? I'm asking, Probably. You, I'm asking, would you put this in a, in a sideboard? No, this is a main deck card, not a sideboard card. It's a main deck card. It's too, if you're going to play this card, you are not sideboarding it. Sideboard will cards are powerful. Will people play this card? Yeah, some will. There's, like, there's precedent for like the plus three, minus one type type removal cards. So black deck sometimes just needs speed. If your opponent's tapping out for his first pack rat, it's a good, it's a good option. Sure, like the first pack rat. Right. Um, also, if you have any of the black heroic cards, you can always target your own. Yeah. Agent of Fates with this, for example. I think I think that this card is going to be fringe playable. Um, and so one of the things that I really like about Mutavolt and Standard is just playing it on the first turn and then swinging. I'll, I'll swing almost every time unless my opponent plays the mountain back. Um, even then, you know, I might swing. Or, or they play like, you know, Elvish Mystic or Rakdos Cackler, I'll have to kill their thing probably. But, you know, in a lot of cases I'll sack my Mutavolt in turn two. But against Eye Gouge, you know, you can't do that. It's, you know, kills Elvish Mystic, it kills um, Fire Drinker Seder. Uh, it it doesn't seem like a bad card, and you know, in black decks don't have a lot of play on turn one. Right. Uh, I mean, they can thought seize and duress you. Right, right. But the decks that were thought seize and duress are typically different from the decks that I got just good against. Right. Um, I think this is a playable card. I don't think it's a very likely to be a sideboard. Okay. I I I had seen it as sideboard, but I could actually. I think it's more like hey, main deck. Sure. Sideboard cards are powerful, right? If, right. If you're gonna pay, if you're gonna invest in a creature elimination card in your sideboard. You play like uh, Dark Betrayal, right? Yeah, something with way more impact. Uh, Fate Unraveler is a card we've talked about. Fate Unraveler is a card we've talked about. You don't like this card. Uh, whenever an opponent draws a card, Fate Unraveler deals one damage to that player, a 3 4 for 3 B. So it's it's Underworld Dreams in creature form for one more mana. It's a good body. Right. Um, whenever, so if they cast a Sphinx's Revelation, do they take a bunch? They do, but they also gain a bunch. But I mean, they take a bunch, right? Sure, it balances, it balances out. I think it's a... Uh, Alright, so are we reset? Yeah. Really weak keep. Weak keep, okay. What do you think? I, I, I think it's a I, I, I think it's... I can see this card... Getting played probably yeah, in block. I don't know. It's a if it were symmetrical, it would be like so much worse. But it's not. Right. Before I had the smartphone, that would be one. Uh, Faded Return. This was one of my preview cards actually. Four BBB instant. Put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains indestructible. If it's your turn, scry two. The thing that I have a problem with this card is. Re reanimation is meant to lower the casting costs of expensive cards. Sure. This is seven. Yeah. If it were at six, I might think this is just outside the realm of playable casting costs. Right. I, I'm going to almost certainly play this in Commander, and, but... I don't understand your commander your commander criteria. I just don't get it. You have a lot of mana. Why don't they kill you? No one plays one-on-one -on -one in commander? You can play one-on-one -on -one commander. I wouldn't. You play differently. Okay. Like, sometimes you build decks, you're like, oh, this is my one-on-one -on -one deck. This is my fun deck. It's a social game. It's kind of like... What decks can Mutavolt go in? Any deck? In, yes, they could. They, don't go, they generally don't go in any deck. No one plays Mutavolt. What if I had a deck that was like Mutavolt, Mistress Factory? Uh, it's a 99 card deck with all one-ups. Yeah. 
Because don't you want to get more utility out of your lands, like rip, rip Tide Laboratory? Is this not fun in Commander? Yeah, it's fun. So if I mean, people have Dust Bowls, Wastelands, Strip Mines. I can play all these cards. Yeah, you could too. And then, who, who's my lord, or what do you call it, your command? Is he's called a commander? He's called a commander. He used to be called a general, but now he's called a commander. So is my commander Teferi, or Vendelian yeah, Click? Or? Yeah, it's Vendelian Click. Because you're a lot of fun. Yeah, I have Teferi in my deck, though. And Venser. Yeah. What if, no, how about Venser? Sure. Venser's my commander? That's only four, right? Yeah. Woo! And then the Zombie Lady of Scroll. Can I play a lot of Legends? Yeah, you can. You're looking at me like I'm a bad person. Yeah, I, I mean, this is, not, this is not like anything no one's thought of. People do this. In a multiplayer game, people just beat the crap out of you. Because you're no fun. Can I play like Ratchet Bomb, and Powder Keg, and Devin Rolls Yes. Yeah, like, this seems like a deck. Okay. Can I play Capsize, Whispers in the Muse? You can. Which cards are banned, if not, if not the good cards? <laughs> not the most cards. So I could play like... But I can I I can't play Squee Goblin Nabob, right? You can play Squee, but not in that deck. Wow. Because your commander has to be all your cards have to have the same color identity as your commander. Okay. You can only so if you play Teferi, you're only allowed to play blue cards. Sorry, I just about to play like Jokira or, or something. Oh no, I could play like Niv Mizzet. You could. Isn't anyone playing Niv Mizzet? Yeah, people play Niv Mizzet. He doesn't do very well, though. Right? Oh, he does fine. I mean, there's a lot of broken things you can do with a deck like that, especially in Commander. Yeah. Yeah. You play a lot of Commander? I do. Yeah? Yeah. You never play with me. Well, you don't have a deck. I always ask you about a deck, and then you just say to me like I'm a dick or something. Every idea I have is like, oh, I mean, that's I, no fun. Well, the mono blue deck is no. I mean, everyone has the mono. Every like play group has someone who brings their... Yeah, I've never played Commander. Yeah, like, the yeah. only Commander I've ever played is like G-Rat giving me his, like, you know, Intet deck. <laughs> like, like, here's a dragon. It's, not, it's, it's a different... It's probably not a format for you. I have had so much fun playing interactions that were not quite good enough for standard with my kids the past week. I love it, playing with, like, cavern harpies and grave diggers. And you just keep doing things, and no one's killing you fast enough to punish you because I didn't give my kid a goblin guy deck. <laughs> Can you imagine I gave her a deck? It's like, here's your deck, Bella. Goblin Guide, Lightning Bolt, Searing Blaze. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep moving here. That would also crush the other kids at school, right? Yes. Um, Felhide Brawler, one B, creature Minotaur, uh, two two. Felhide Brawler can't block unless you control another Minotaur. Why would you want it to block? Yeah, I think it's a fine card. That you, you can't really play it, right? And yeah, the well, Minotaur deck. It may be in the Minotaur. You might actually be able to in the Minotaur deck. Like, one of the things the Minotaur deck is missing is just good... Like, it just gives you enough, maybe two drops with the... Do you think they were worried about the Minotaur deck? Because, like, it, it, usually you you got to make somebody get a payoff for playing a, their linear deck. And, like, this is just a payoff to this. Well, the, pay, the payoff, I think, is having a 2-2 two, two for just two mana. Yeah, but it's Which like, you can theoretically play for one colorless mana. Yeah, but this is just worse than a fresh volunteer. You know, like... Yeah. Like a fresh volunteer is like a fringe rebel card. Like yeah. it's just and for ten years ago it was a fringe rebel card. I think this card's a keep though. I actually do. Because you think there's really a minotaur. I think there really is a minotaur. There's certainly a minotaur that can block. Okay. There's certainly a minotaur okay. that can block, and this guy is just has a role. He has a job. Be right. cheap. We gotta lay it out, but okay. Uh, Forlorn Sudama. Such a sad card. <laughs> 
Uh, we've already talked about this card. Intimidate yeah, it makes me sad just to look at it. 3B, uh, inspired. Whenever for lung, Sudama becomes untapped, you may pay 2B. If you do, put a 2-2 black zombie child token into play. It's a child token. It doesn't say that, but that's what the token looks like when you see the tokens. I can't, even, I can't even talk about this card anymore. It's right. like I'm actually going to cry. We're not going to play this card anyway, right? Yeah, let's keep going. Uh, Forsaken Drifters. This is a 4-2 four for 4. You were talking about two fours for 4 earlier. This is like a giant cockroach. This is like a giant cockroach. 3B for a 4-2. Zombie. When Forsaken Drifter dies, put the top 4 cards of your library into your graveyard. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> it's just like a giant cockroach. It's like, yeah, and also F you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, theoretically, if you were going to play this, that would be... Oh yeah, because you're this is an enabler at it's, four mana. It, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I'm sure I have a really extensive collection when I'm using forlorn creatures in my reanimator deck. Uh, guild. Three B. Do you remember uh, Jeremy Cash? Yeah. We would play like we would play uh, mental magic and then like eventually I'd start getting advantage against him and he would just like put out whatever card was in his hand and just say melt. I'm like, what's melt? He's like, you know, it's like. Fireball, upheaval, whatever beats you, meld. <laughs> so like that—that that was like when his—that was equivalent of him like conceding. Yeah, and he would just be like, whatever. It was like a red card. Like, right. Meld. You know, meld. <laughs> this is meld. Guild. Guild. Three uh, B. Sorcery. Exile target creature. Put a colorless artifact token named Gold onto the battlefield. It has sacrificed this artifact. Add one mana of any color to your mana. Yeah, like this is kind of a cool card. This is kind of a cool card. Like, like I'm just said that. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm still trying to process. I mean, I could see this like in a, like a, almost like in a cruel control kind of. Well, this is it's just exile, right? right? So you can like kill the bejesus out of Thassa. Right. right? Assuming it's alive. Okay. Um, but also, you kind of get like a payoff. Or, I, I don't. I don't but, know this is a playable card. But it's kind of cool. But like in a deck where you're trying to get to like a seven casting card, like people have been talking about. Oh, is Cruel Control playable in the new model? Well, I don't think it's going to be playable because of kill. Well, but you could see. A, but you could see a situation where this card was a way station to getting to seven mana. Yeah, now I'm thinking about the fact that Far and Away is barely played in Standard. <laughs> There's no way Guild is playable. If you can't play Far and Away... <laughs> well, I mean, Exile is... If Far and Away is Sacrifice, that's like Exile. <laughs> Similar. So you, you wouldn't save this? I think it's cool. I think we should save it on Cool Factor. Okay. But not necessarily expect it to actually see play. Uh, Grizzly Transformation, 2B... Enchantment uh, or Enchant Creature is uh, another uh, one that when it enters play, draw a card. Enchanted Creature has Intimidate. Neg. Herald of Torment. By the way, the black-white heroic deck we've been talking about, this card goes right in that deck. This is a cool card. This is a really cool card. 1BB, 3-3 Flyer. Uh, it also has Bestow, 3BB. This card's just good. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you lose red life. I mean, that was a big part. That's a big part of the card. But I think it's good. Like, this, deck, this card's probably, there's probably decks. Is this card better than Gnarled Mass? Yes. They're flying. Say flying. And Bestow. And Bestow, yeah. But it's mm -hmm. like, do you remember Grawlub? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like the opposite of Grawlub. This, card, this card's just really sweet. And like, 
again, so that black white, the black white deck suddenly has. I mean, if you're gonna do heroic, you have three or four good heroic creatures, and you have four a set of four cards that you can play for your heroic triggers. Now you have this. You have Night Howler. You have uh, the. Gift of Orzova, and you have the Eidolon of the Countless so, Battles. So, just uh, to... I mean, it's more cards than you could possibly play. So, but just to put it into context, you have no one-drop. Correct. Okay, you have no removal. Well, you, have, you can have Tormented Hero in that Oh, okay, you, you have... You can't have Tormented, tormented Hero in that deck. All right, so you might have a one-drop. You have no real removal, right? Night Howler. Right, you have. I mean, you have a... Or Agent, like Agent of... Agent of Fates is really your... But not really, you right? You, 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 you need... Stuff to get going. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, absolutely. You know, and then combat oh, things. You, you now, here's the real big question. Yeah. Yeah, I want you can have your dream draw every game. You get to start on Tormented Hero, or did, whatever order you want to draw your Iris. You want you can play Iris on turn two? Yes. What the hell deck do you think you're beating with this deck? I don't know. I don't think you beat any of the viable decks. Like, just with Agent of Fates, like, that deck looked good. All right. Like I mean, I think I mean again, you get Thoughtseize in that deck. You ain't talking about Thoughtseize. You're just talking about guys and buffs. But you can certainly. Why wouldn't you play Thoughtseize? I don't know why I'm playing this deck. <laughs> you have to tell me more than that. I don't know what I'm just saying. Is. There's some permit. There's some pool yeah. of like eighty cards. Yeah. That you could. That, that, that you could. You could carve a deck. That you could carve a deck. Okay. Absolutely. I, I think that this is this is a save. Okay. I think this is an interesting card for sure. I. I just don't heroic deck seems... I think, why isn't the heroic deck green-white, okay? We could well, play maybe. with Boon Seder. We haven't okay? hit green yet. You could play with, like, Selesnia Charm. Is it really so bad for me to attack you in Selesnia Charm? Why isn't my deck green-white? I could start on Dryad Militant. I don't know. We haven't gotten to green yet? Is there Rancor in Standard still? I don't think so. No, right? He would be playing it. All right, let's just get back here. Martianist Titan. Seven mana, six B for a giant. Four five. A giant four five. That's it's just a four five. That's a giant. Than the it actually, it actually has quotation marks on the creature. On the, it's like giant air quotes. Uh, Martianist Titan costs. Oh, hold on a second. X less to cast, where X is your devotion to black. Does this become more interesting to you? No. <laughs> no. No. It costs seven, right? On a base? It costs seven and just on, a, on an empty board. Play like Desecration Demon. So if you have like a. Oh, yeah. Let's just Desecration Demon and then Grey Merchant of Asphodel or, or you know. I, I don't even know. Pack rats. Ne Night Veil Spectres. It's fine. I mean, can you play this guy? So the turn after you play... No, you, you can play this guy on turn four if you play a Night Veil Spectre. Yeah, usually you want cards like this against like Red Rush decks to hold the ground, but he's actually too slow. Even yeah. if you have your nuts draw, he's slow. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really, like the, the best case scenario is you're playing him on turn four. Like if he, if he instead said like black, 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 four, five for... For uh, for three, I guess theoretically, and then like he can only attack if you have devotion. Theoretically, oh. you could play him on turn three. So if you have like a one drop, a spring leaf drum, and a two drop, and a terrible deck, and a terrible, <laughs> terrible deck. I think a you terrible deck with its nuts drum. You could theoretically get this guy into play on turn three. I'm just saying, three. if you had a card that said that was black, 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 four or five for three, okay, 
and it like its downside is can only attack I don't even if think you're that a, works, by the way. if your devotion to black is five or greater. That card is maybe playable no, and constructed. By the, by the way, the scenario I laid out doesn't even work. You don't even have enough mana to get that guy. And I'm not even sure that people would play it in the sideboard against Red Rush. Okay. God forbid this thing is. Alright, Necrobite. To be instant target creature gains death touch until end of turn, regenerate it. Common. Well, if it cost B, it would not be good enough yeah. to play. Uh, Nyxborn Eidolon, 1B for a 2-1. Enchanted creature gets plus 2, plus 1, bestow 4B. So, unholy strength. But oh, yeah. Way, way worse than the other one because the, the other one only costs white. This one costs actual 2 mana. Yeah. You couldn't make this at black, though, right? Black for a 2-1 with the, the rest of the things the same. Would that be busto? It'd probably be too good. It'd probably be too good. I mean, this card probably... No, it's not good enough at two. What about our Black White Heroic deck? At B, that card is probably yeah. a little too good. Uh, Adunos River Trawler. Uh, this is a zombie for 2B. When uh, Adonis River Trawler enters the battlefield, return target enchantment creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Interesting. And then White, sacrifice Adonis River Trawler. Return target enchantment creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So it's like a weird four mana two for one. Yeah, it's like a grave diggery. But it's got to be an enchantment creature. It's one enchantment creatures are the bestow guys, primarily bestow guys, gods. gods. Yeah. I'd play it. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I play it in fun decks, but not in like. Sure. Yeah, it, it seems a little too narrow to play in standard, for example. Yeah. Or block. Or block. Or larger format. Pain Seer's playable. We're Pain Seer we like. Talked about it a bunch. I think, uh, yeah. You, you really see it as a... Black-red black aggro, aggro, yeah. Maybe black-white aggro. Probably not black-green. Oh, you got, like, will you, will you play, Abrupt Decay. Will you play Springleaf Drum with this card? I mean, do you see oh, yeah, for sure. Springleaf Drum and Stanger? So, here's a, so people are talking about Abrupt Decay as being the answer to Bitter Blossom. Have they never read Scion of Una? I mean... <laughs> This is this has been resolved, right? What do you mean? They're like, oh, Bitter Blossom's not a big deal. We have Abrupt Decay now, right? And they're like, yeah, cool. In response, <laughs> Sign of Uno. Yeah. In response, Misspelling Click. But I certainly didn't counterspell your two your two mana removal. Congratulations. Spell. Yeah, like, like, oh, Sign of Uno. What's that do? <sighs> what? How is this a Magic the Gathering card? I gotta tell you, I pl I play tested a, a fairies deck online the other day. Just this is absurd. Against someone play, playing a, a deck that they're talking about playing at the Pro Tour, so I don't want to get into yeah. the details of what he was playing, but I was utterly demolished. Were you like? It was just utterly outclassed. So you're just like thought sees whatever garbage is in your opening hand. Second turn, bitter blossom, go. Yeah, and then they crushed you. They crushed. They the, crushed the fairy deck. Like the fairy deck just wasn't. Oh, the fairy deck wasn't it was good. Was just not was not able to keep up with the speed of the format. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't. It just wasn't able to. I thought you were saying the fairy no, deck was no, good. No, no, it wasn't able to go toe for toe. toe, toe. I mean, we we only played a few matches. Yeah. Um, but it was just utterly demolished. I'll will tell you more about it off. Okay. But it was. I'm surprised to hear that. Demolished. Like there was not a close game in a ten game set. And you lost all ten. I think I I don't think I won a game. But it was against like a name pro. Uh, I was against someone going to the pro tour. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, but anyway, we digress. Sanguinancy. Uh, 4B, sorcery. It's an uncommon. You draw X cards and you lose X life, or X is your devotion to black. It's like a weird anti mind sludge, necropotence. And man, 
Clark would never ever cast this card. I mean, what if he didn't have much devotion to black? <laughs> like, I, I, I could do this for one. I could do it for one. Yeah. Clark, no things that cost that much mana. You don't do one. Would you, would you cast this? Would you play this card in constructed? I think I can imagine myself doing that, but it's it's a hard card to control, right? Like, like you're, you're the black devotion decks are trying to lay out a lot of stuff. Right. I would rather just deal damage to my opponent equal to the Devotion to Black. And the, and the thing is, if you're a black deck and you have cards that are Devotion in play, those cards are probably Underworld Connections and they're already doing no, this No, they've already, they've also got Gods, they've also got Whips, they've also got uh, gonna, Demons, they've also got Grey Merchants. Are you going to play, save or no? I'm not going to, nah, no, I'm just going <laughs> to kill it, it's fine. The snow has really sapped our... Like the, the Our willingness to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Servant of Timoret. 2B for a zombie. It's a 1-3. Inspired. Whenever Servant of Timoret becomes untapped, each opponent loses one life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. And then it has 2B, Regenerate Servant of Timoret. Garbage. Shrike Harpy. That sounds good. It's a tribute to card. It's for gotta be five. Awesome. 3BB. Uncommon. Flying. Tribute to when battle when Tricarpy enters the battlefield. If tribute wasn't paid, target opponent sacrifices a creature. So it's a four four four. So it's a terrible singer vampire, which no one would ever play in constructed. Right. Or a gatekeeper of Malakir. Yes. Yeah, it's unplayable. Like it's just it just screams unplayable. Okay. Like you remember when singer vampire was played in constructed? That was like, that was like twenty yeah. years briefly, ago. Briefly in nineteen ninety six and nineteen ninety seven. It was like one pro tour total. Yeah. Uh, Even when it was like reprinted in Odyssey Block, they didn't play it. They played the six mana version instead. Yeah. Uh, Bloodsucker. Spiteful return. One B. Uh, one one. Enchantment creature zombie. Bestow three B. Whenever a spiteful returned or enchanted creature attacks, the any player loses two life. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. I think this card might actually be. Yeah, good. it's like attacking on three. Like, even it's just a, you know, like, we saw the vampire decks, which had, like, was it Pulse Tracker? Yeah. Like, well, Pulse Tracker costs one. Sure. Sure. But I can, I can see this card. I saved it. Yeah, because you, you can slam it onto your Iris, right? Yeah. So, like, on turn three, you can slam it on your Iris because he reduces the casting cost there. Right. And so suddenly my Iris is a 4 4. No, you're. It's, oh, he's a 4 4, and he has the ability? Yeah. I mean, this goes straight into your black-white deck. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how your Iris lived through the lightning bolt that it was responded to with the spiteful return, but sure. Shut up. But, well, yeah, we're keeping that. War Chanter of Mogus. 3BB. Minotaur Shaman inspired. When War Chanter of Mogus goes on top, target creature you control gains intimidate until end of turn. 3-3. Three, three. Nah. Garbage. Yep. Way to the underworld. 3B. Enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets minus three, minus two. Garbage. I tell you, black, I don't believe you did much better than blue here. This is rough, man. Uh, I mean, we got like. There's a lot of cards you pulled, let's see. Oh, okay. Bioblight, awesome. Legit card. Drowned Star, legit card. Eye gouge. Fringe card, but I mean, it's only going to be played. Fringe playable, yeah. Fade Unraveler, probably not. Probably really. not. This not really. Is, this is guy. This guy got a minor league invite to camp, and we'll see what happens. He got like the he got like the resident genius vote in two thousand and six. <laughs> you know, like. uh, Felhide Brawler. I think this card will. I don't think this card's very good, but I think he's just a role player in a in a linear shot right. in, in a linear minotaur shot. I don't see it, but I believe you. 
Meld. That was the meld of our picks. Meld. Just, meld. Whatever conditions you need to pick a card. Meld. meld. We call the podcast Meld. Yeah, meld. Uh, Herald of Torment. I think probably a playable Probably card. playable, but I gotta tell you, after seeing... Um, Oops, we saved Terrible Tournament twice. That's one last card that we thought we had. Painseer, obviously yeah. very good. So, after seeing Spineful Return, I actually like Spineful Return more than I like Herald of Tournament. Herald of Tournament's a real card. It's, it's like, I, I, I was thinking about doing maybe a week on my blog of like all the creatures that are better than Gnarled Mass. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a long week. Yeah. All the, all the one, X, one CC cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically like, like, even things like... Um, you know what's the, what's the name of the soldier or whatever? He's like, he's white, and then like you could level him up to three three first strike for two. That's almost like better than normal. Right? Sure, student of warfare. Yeah, that card's. I love that card too. Yeah, yeah, I do. I've I never I never drafted non red beatdown decks in cube. Should I try tonight? Yeah, you should try. What day of the week is it? Thursday. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna stay up all night cubing. Sweet. I hope my employer. Find me online. We'll play. Some, we can play some modern. I hope my employer doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think he does. How come you came to work so late on Friday? I was cubing until 4 a.m. I'm literally going to cube until 4 a.m. So, so three colors down. And we don't have a ton of cards here. I mean, Brimaz is good. The 3-1 white guy is good. Divination's going to win more money than either of those cards. <laughs> yeah. Spirit of the Labyrinth. Bile Blight. Bob Blight's excellent. Yeah, Drown and Sorrow, very so, good. Let's talk about cards, uh, I mean, sorry, decks that we might be inspired by some of these decks. What about a black-white control deck with Bob Blight and maybe Temple of Silence? Sure. I, I mean, I like I like a black-white deck. I, I also, I really do think that there's a black-white hero deck. I don't know what it is. I, it's not the decks we've laid out, but I think yeah. there might be something there. Certainly, Agent of Fate showed me something, and I think that there's some place to build from. Have we seen formats where there's cards that people want to play in the first couple of sets, but like they're not serious. Then all of a sudden, the third set gives you a card that blows the thing. Have we seen? Historic I think, I think so. I think we've seen that. I'm not recalling any off the top of my head, yeah. but we've certainly seen it. I think this set looks like it's building towards that more than previous sets have done. So a lot of times you'll see a set like let's think back to the original Meriden. Yeah. And then by the time we got to what was it, Fifth Dawn? Like, suddenly we were, like, sunburst and no more affinity. Or, you know, we had a different type of affinity in the second set. Whereas this set has, like, play, built up the Minotaur sub-theme. Has built on Bestow. Has given us original Original Mirrodin block, you've got, like... You've got enough affinity to... To wet people's appetite in the first set, but it's not that good yet. That's all you, no, but that's all you've got. No, but then in the second set, the affinity deck was bonkers. Oh, because you got Ravager. You got Ravager. Sure. And then they give you cranial plating in the third set, but then it's only matters because they banned Skull Clamp. Okay? <laughs> There's still Skull Clamp, but people wouldn't play cranial plating. But they gave you all these other cool cards, but none of them mattered because the affinity was so strong. Right. They're like, oh no, you could play these Eternal Witnesses and be like, why would I do that? That's all I did. I, I'm sorry to hear that, Brian. I also tried. It wasn't correct. Uh, but so I, I think that the thing that I'm concerned about is all these other strategies they're giving you, the stone and whatnot. Can you really literally step back and say that this is going to be a higher incentive linear to play than just devotion to blue or devotion to black, devotion to green, devotion to red? I don't know. I don't see it. Like, like the devotion to black is so powerful, and they've enhanced it with bile blight, right? They've given you defense against against mutavault in both 
in both Bioblight, which is defense against multiple Mutavolts, and Eye Gouge, which is defense against Mutavolt on turn one. Sure. Those are power... And then, like, who's the enemy of the Black deck? Fire Drink Crusader, right? These are tools that are good against Fire Drink Crusader and his buddies. And, like, Devotion to Blue... I actually think Devotion to Blue is not gaining very much. Uh, and I, I, I personally really like Red and Green in this set in terms of its ability to build upon the existing Red and Green monsters. We haven't obviously haven't gotten to the gold card. But I'm just... I'm skeptical that these that these Bestow decks are going to be anywhere near as good as the existing Devotion decks or Monsters decks. These other, these other, other mechanics are really powerful. Sure, but I mean, again, I think I can, I can see a situation that with Scry, with reaching across the colors, like for the black deck to suddenly gain access to God's Willing for that Agent of Fates, for cheapening the cost of... I mean, that is attractive. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, turn one, Scry, with my land. Turn two, Iris. You know that Zach Hill tricked me, right? And then I played this, like, Liliana the Dark Realms yeah. deck at a Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. Then I just, like, why the hell... So then day two, I just played this, like, black-red beatdown deck that sure. made Rabbit's made, and I, like, didn't lose a life point, so sure, I got sure. cheated, right? Sure, sure. You're just doing this to me, like, oh, but what if you scryed? And then what if yeah. you God's willing and got a two-point? Well, I'm just... But, but I'm saying, these are all things... Like, these my tools own, are here to work with. I, my nine-year-old daughter knows to attack with a goblin guy, okay? okay? But I'm saying, but we also have all the tools. We have the bio blights, and we have the eye gouge and we have all of those tools as well I'm just saying isn't it better to play with those cards in the context of Night Vale Spectre and Blood Baron of Escopa yeah but like those well maybe I mean it's just like those cards but are imagine, just so just strong just imagine some situation where you just play Agent of Fates and your opponent's like kill it and you're like mm, God's, willing. God's willing why don't you kill something I mean so why like don't you, why don't you take your stupid Baron of Viscopa and stuff it up your graveyard so you're talking about having a turn four or five Agent of Fates versus me being tapped out for a Blood Baron of Escopo? Yes. I mean, I'm or whatever your creature is. Your creature might be Night Vest. I think I'm going to try to make a Black Blue Devotion deck so I can play with, with uh, Far and Away, which seems like a really powerful card that people are sure. underplaying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can, like, pick up your own Great Merchant of Astodel. I can tell you, there were a lot of... There were also just... There were a lot of... Uh, split cards yeah. that were played at the Grand Prix in Vancouver that really caught my attention. So like, if like turn and burn is just is really good. If I'm playing mirror against pack rat and I like and I far and away it like I just bouncing a token is insane. Right, far, far like, and away, far and away like two you know two rats essentially. Yeah, like, is is like a big deal. Like imagine doing that after combat. Yeah, or like I mean, what if I do this? I'm just like. All right, far and away, you pick. Let's see, you sacrifice your Blood Baron of Escopa or your Desecration Demon. I pick up my Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Like, this is absurd. Yeah. Like, that seems like it should be a playable card. And like, I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, whatever the the Diabolic that we have right now that you gain life. Sure. What's the name of it. Uh, what's the name of it? Yeah. I'm not gonna remember now. Whatever. How can I not remember this card? Um, yeah, so I just feel like a far and away, like you pay one more mana, but you get a lot of versatility out of it. Maybe you pay three more mana, and it's like a big, big game. Sure. Um, sure. I mean, especially in an attrition battle, like where you're both like beating each other up, that ability to get a two for one out of that card is huge. Yeah, like 
teams. But the fact you get potentially get a two for one on Pack Rat, and potentially rebuy Great Merchant Ambassador are both like really attractive. Sure. And I'm sure there's other blue cards you might want to play in there. Sure. I mean, also imagine like just bouncing their God. You know, and then untapping and playing your Grey Merchant. Or like, like where they're just hiding behind it. They're like, oh, well, he can't drain me out. And you're like, bounce your God, untap, Grey Merchant. Or like you're just playing and you're just like, you've got like four temples and four other blue lands and it's not no big deal. You're just like playing, playing, and then your opponent's like big spell and you're like negate. So like, what? You're like, Grey Merchant of Asphodel. GG! I mean, I think that might be a thing. Sure. Or is this just me like... You can just fast as rebuff them off your Night Vale Spectre. Boom. Mentally. It's just me taking like a perfectly good deck and then just adding blue yeah, cards yes. to it. <laughs> All right. So that's just the same as usual. So yeah. I'm Michael Morris. No, Brian David Marshall. No basketball. Just Born of the Gods. We'll be back with, I guess, red and green cards tomorrow. Bye-bye.